With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. We are being deceived. I'm talking about people who are operating in the natural, especially in the United States right now. We're being deceived into believing that the politicians have a handle on things. We've heard over and over and over, we are not at war with Islam. Islam is the the religion of peace. We will not say that we are at war with Islam. But yet, Islam has now brought the war to the United States of America. But that's okay. It's just part of the end time scenario. That doesn't mean we sit back and say, well, whatever will be, will be. Que sera, sera. No. Don't be ignorant. Jesus warned his disciples, sell what you can and buy your swords. In other words, you're going to need to defend yourself. In today's day and age, in this modern grammatical, it would be... Go buy yourself a gun for protection. Protect you, protect your family. That doesn't mean you go out hunting them. That means if you are attacked, someone you love is attacked, you have the means at your disposal to protect yourselves. Anyway, we're getting off subject here. The point I'm trying to make is the politicians do not have a handle on what is going on. Amen. And if you use your common sense, you can see that. Despite what they say, no matter what they try, does not work, even concerning the economy. But, praise be to God, there is a second opinion available to those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. The believers have the ability to have a divine perspective on world events that helps us not only to survive, but thrive in dangerous times. Amen? Have you found Mark chapter 13 yet? Glory to God. Mark 13, where Jesus and one of 
his many farewell addresses where he's giving his disciples uh, inside information on what really was about to take place and why, which they did not get, obviously. But he's giving them this background information. And later he says that what's when I send the Holy Spirit to you, the comforter, the promise from the Father, he will bring to your remembrance all things which I said. Amen? So he's telling them in detail what is going to happen in the last days. Amen? They asked him to give them this divine perspective of what is lying ahead. And it's important for us to study this. It's important for us to realize he also imparted this information to us so we can see with spiritual eyes what lies ahead. Amen? So Mark 13, verse 1, As he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, Lord, what massive stones these are. What magnificent buildings. Now, this temple was built with huge, almost pure white boulders. Each stone was nearly 10 to 12 feet wide and taller than a man, 6, 7 feet tall. And they were polished, almost absolutely smooth and then the the uh, what's the word or ornate decorations on them were of pure gold and according to Josephus and the antiquities of the Jews that the crevices were filled with gold so much so that when the Romans came to destroy the temple they set fire to melt the gold and get it out of the crevices. And they, they, they tore all the stones apart so they could scrape the gold out that had gone down in between the crevices. Now Herod, King Herod, and you read about him in the beginning of the Bible, in the, at the time Jesus was born, was building this and expanding the Temple Mount area to what it is today as a lasting monument to himself while at the same time he was trying to win the hearts of the Jewish people who hated him and hated his rulership. He, he had been appointed by the Roman government to be their king and they hated him. So this temple was massive, covering about one-sixth of the total of the old city of Jerusalem. And if anything spoke of permanence, I mean, Herod's temple did just that. And because his disciples, you know, they were looking at it and said, Jesus, look at, look at this temple. It's going to be beautiful. Look at the massiveness of it. Verse 2, Jesus said, Do you see all these great buildings? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Now, 
such a thing was completely, 100% inconceivable in the Jewish mind unless it was the end of the world as we know it. I mean, they figured we are the people of God. This is God's land. This is God's building where he dwells. God is almighty God. And he will never allow anyone to do anything to this building. This is his house. But that's not what Jesus is about to explain. Amen. Begin reading in verse 3. As he sat down on the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? And as we studied last time, they also asked, What will be the sign of the end of the world as we know it? And what signs are coming that will precede, what signs will precede the coming of the end? And as we studied last time, they figured that if they knew what to look for, as these signs would begin to line up, they would put themselves at into a uh, uh, proper position to capitalize upon these signs, an advantageous position to help Jesus begin his rule. Well, the Bible in other places describes the end of the age as a seven-year tribulation period. And, and let's just stop right here for a minute. If you actually study the Bible, and especially the book of Revelation, you will realize there will not, let me emphasize, not be seven years of tribulation. Brother Bob, what? It's actually going to be three and a half years. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Brother Bob. I think I got you there. I mean, it specifically says seven years of tribulations. No, it doesn't. The first three and a half years of what we call the seven years of tribulation, but it's three and a half years. The first three and a half years, now think about this. Listen to me now. Is when the Antichrist is trying to establish his rule throughout the world. And part of that has to be making peace with Israel. And he comes up with the plan. A seven year peace treaty that secures Israel. That reestablishes the offerings of animals on the Temple Mount. Three and a half years of peace. And all the PETA people, people for the ethical treatment of animals, are protesting. All of the Muslim countries hate the idea 
that the Jews have rebuilt their temple on the Temple Mount, right next to the Dome of the Rock. They hate the idea that their sworn enemy, the Jews, are supposed to be a protected people and living in peace. They hate this idea. So enough protests are finally getting to the Antichrist. And he sees he's beginning to lose control over all of these nations that he's supposed to be over. All because of Israel. So three and a half years into that seven year peace treaty. The Antichrist makes a move and stops the sacrifices on the Temple Mount. And when the Jews resist him and tells him, you have no authority here, that's when he moves militarily, secures the Temple Mount area, and there is no way I can absolutely say 100% true. I can only tell you what the Holy Spirit has shown me, and I believe it to be true. The Bible clearly says... Daniel said it called it the abomination of desolation. Jesus said that, or when he has explained all to John, that when he lifts himself up to be God, that's when all hell breaks loose. I believe, from what I've studied, that. The Antichrist, as he moves to stop the temple sacrifices, and the Israeli leaders tell him, you have no authority here. I, th I believe it'll be a type of flippant remark. When they say this temple belongs to God and you have no authority here, he'll say something along the lines of God... I'm God here. And if in an effect to disannul the Jewish God. You see where I'm I'm headed with this? That he's not gonna hold a an official ceremony and say, I am God. One, the Muslims would kill him. They do not believe in a human God. The Muslims believe that uh, the Muslim Jesus will return to assist the Mahdi in ridding the planet of the Jews and infidels and non-Muslim believers. All right? So you're not going to get a Muslim stand up and say, I am God, worship me. Because they kill him themselves. 
So I believe that this Antichrist, the leader of all the world except the Jews, will stand up to put a stop to the temple sacrifices. And when he's resisted, they say, you can't stop these sacrifices. This temple belongs to God. He's going to say something like, God, I'm God here, not your God. You know, something flippant like that. And that is the sign that the last three and a half years, that clock has started ticking. Because at that moment, that is when you all the terrible things you read about in the book of Revelation, all of these things begin to happen at that moment in time. Huge natural disasters, war, starvation everywhere, a tyrant ruling the world before the end comes. So the disciples come and ask Jesus, what are the signs when these things are about to happen? When will it happen? What are the signs? What can we do to prepare? Jesus answers their questions in reverse order. If you look at it, because the first thing he talks about as a sign you need to look for, the first thing he says is be aware. To watch for the signs, to pay attention to the signals that mark the beginning of the end of the age. What age? The age of Christianity. I mean, you can see things right now, especially in the United States. It's already happened in France. It's already happened in Great Britain. It's already happened in Canada. It's already happened in the Muslim nations throughout the Middle East. Christianity is being struck down. If you speak out, speaking the Bible, preaching what the Word of God has to say about immorality and things like that, you can be arrested and put into prison. And now we see the same thing starting to happen in the United States of America. So the end of the age, Jesus says, be aware of what's happening. That's the first thing Jesus says. Look in, in verse 5. Mark 13, verse 5. And Jesus, answering them, began to say, Take heed, lest any man deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So the first thing he says is, be aware of what's going on. Watch, so you're not deceived. And we are to watch, so we won't be worried about it either. Oh, I mean, you can be concerned, but you should be watching what is happening on the news, not so much like, oh, God, what are we going to do? But watch and say, Lord Jesus, you're the one that's in control. Mark chapter 13, verse 7 and 8 goes on to say, when you hear 
about wars, rumors of wars. Don't be alarmed. These things need, need, need to happen. But the end is not yet come. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. But these are the beginning of the birth pangs. Now, let's stop right there for a minute. Jesus used the illustration of a woman about to give birth. When a woman first conceives, you can't tell if she's pregnant. She knows she's pregnant. Because she knows she's pregnant, she will tell her spouse she's pregnant. Now both of them believe she's pregnant. But there's no outward sign she's pregnant. Every person they tell, we're going to have a baby. They can't tell by looking at them, looking at her, if she's pregnant. They just have to believe it by faith. And as time goes on, you hit the second month, the third month, suddenly you begin to see the first signs that what they said is true. Jesus used the illustration of a woman giving birth to relate it to the end of the age. In Jesus' day, after his death, burial, and resurrection, and he said, all power, has, in Matthew 28, all power has been given to me, both in heaven and in earth. Now you go. And preach the gospel of this kingdom to all the earth. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And look, I'm with you all the way to the end of the age. Glory to God. They couldn't tell. They just had his promise. Just like the woman who conceives and knows inside herself. She's pregnant. There's no physical observation that can be made. But as time goes on, the first outward appearances begin to take place. So it is with the kingdom of God, with the rule and reign of Jesus. Signs begin to happen. And one of the first signs, well, we'll get to that in a second. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Jesus says, watch for these signs for the beginning of the end. And as things begin to happen, when in AD 69 or 70, when the Romans tear down the temple of God, throwing down every stone, one from off another, taking all the gold... Jesus said, that's the first sign. See all these stones, all these precious stones, all these beautiful stones? There won't be one stone left here on top of another. Bingo, sign number one. 
And since he said it 35, 36 years after his death happened, that sign occurred. That was the, f- there's other, other things as well. That was the first major thing. It's like the woman who's about, is pregnant, gets up and goes to put on a pair of jeans and, oh, they don't fit anymore. Sign number one right there. Now, she knew in herself for the past two and a half months she was pregnant. Now, all of a sudden, she knows. There's the sign right there. Things are beginning to take place. And Jesus used that illustration. And he said, watch for these signs because it's the beginning of of the end. It's not the end, it's the beginning of the end. And as time goes on, signs will begin to happen more and more and more frequently. Just like a woman about to give birth, there'll be some tremors and tr- contractions to start with. False messiahs will appear. That's one of the signs. Wars will increase. Rumors of wars will increase. That's that's another sign. Earthquakes and famines and natural disasters and floods and fires in various places. All these are beginning of signs. Contractions starting to happen. Contractions of the physical world beginning to happen. And you hear about earthquakes all the time now. We're hearing about earthquakes in the middle of the country, Oklahoma. I read an article just a couple weeks ago that said the number and the massiveness of the earthquakes happening in in Oklahoma and southern Kansas and and eastern Colorado and, and New Mexico, all those areas, exceed those right now that happen in California. So we, and and you see on the news, devastation. Italy just had a devastating earthquake. All these signs are just the beginning of the birth pangs. I mean, usually now we have news reports, live, live news reports from the site of the damage within hours, if not within minutes. We've had major earthquakes in Haiti and Chile and China and the Middle East. And the war on terror has elevated the incidence of war to a whole new level. And people are starving to death, even here in the United States of America right now. And yet there are politicians that claim they have all the answers. Elect me and I'll fix it all. They won't fix anything. They can't fix anything because all these things are spiritually based, not naturally based. They're acting like little mini messiahs. They promise to change things for the better and save the world. If you will just vote for me. 
You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.